one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Hey Bus Driver podcast. Uh, We're up in Flagstaff. What's today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Feels like I've been up here a week now. So, um, a beautiful weather, a little smoky, and I've got Chad joining us. Say Chad. Hi, Chad. Hey, everybody. Chad and I have to share a mic because we're having technical difficulties, but uh, I'll blame it on COVID in that Zoom has really helped the podcast, and we haven't really been, ha- haven't had had an opportunity to get in a room and do what I envisioned the show to be, so... Yeah. Uh, Eric Kissel is back and Patrick Fleming, and we actually have an audience here watching us, which is nice. So, uh, welcome. It's, ladies. it's the live show. We're on tour. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of along the line of the rock, the rock, uh, theme tour, the welcome back tour that we're having or the reunion tour. So, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's fair you blame on COVID because that means you've had a year to study that <laughs> board and you haven't done it. I've also been very busy with my own job <laughs> and other curricular, extracurricular activities. So. Um, say what you want, Chad. That's fine. Don't show that mic in my nose. What are you doing? You, they got to hear you. Do they? I mean. Well, I guess they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is a good point. Um, you know, somebody actually, one of Chad's colleagues yesterday said they didn't want to hear him anymore on the show. So uh, I, we could ride him out of the show. If... I hear that all the time. I hear it all the time. I wish you weren't on that show. But I like having Chad here. I'm excited to see his uh, rock star Biggie Smalls crown and and bedazzlements that he's going to have you tomorrow for the uh, dress up costume contest. Chad does it's like coming every Friday thing for me. You're just going to wear it every day, every time that we podcast, or just every Friday to just work. Every Friday, casual Friday. Yeah, just every Friday. That awesome. sounds like dress up Friday. Honestly, Chad likes to dress up. But I mean, that's just the we know this. Yeah. Well, whichever. Eric knows. Eric knows real well. So uh, it's been good to get everybody back up here. And, you know, uh, we skipped a year last year because of obviously COVID and had a virtual conference. But, you know, got a good group up here. Um, You know, a good Tuesday breakout sessions and keynote. What do you guys think about Dave Rendell? Uh, You know, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. A little different. Yeah, you thinking a different perspective a little bit. I almost cried last Did year, you? though. I know, I saw that. Last year, I almost <laughs> cried with that guy. Yeah. Dude, but uh, this year, this year, yeah, he was good. He was entertaining, yeah. good pace, good, good good information. Good. Patrick? You can tell he's a stand-up comedian on the side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. it's, people like laugh, right? And mm-hmm. I think that it's good to bring that type of uh, entertainment to us. So, anyways... Uh, yeah, we had a good good uh, cornhole tournament, and you know I think Eric was out first round. Tom and I were out. Chad didn't get year. to play because that was my fault, and I apologize publicly on the show to Chad for not getting him in and a team. But he did want to play with only one specific person, and he was not allowed. So I've been practicing for months for this cornhole tournament, and you knew that. That's why you didn't let me play. Exact so you, exact same reason you got Tom and Eric out early with your new. I didn't understand the rules. rules. I broke us. I I didn't understand the rules. The rules. I thought we won the game. The rules were anti Tom, anti Eric. That's all they were. Yeah, and I I was. I think that if we had a a quieter group that we could explain the rules, maybe yeah. it would be better uh, received. But you know, for whatever reason, we drive a busload of kids that are screaming loud, and we can never keep control of them. And. That somehow translates to the bus drivers not following directions either. So. so you're blaming Eric and Tom's early exit on your inability to control the crowd. Not my inability, their inability to follow directions and listen, right? You're pushing off on everybody else. Well, let, let's say this about the conference anyways. Cornhole tournament you know, wasn't as successful as it could have been, but... Um, <laughs> But I, let's say this about the tournament, though, or about the conference. Dude, it's just good having everybody back, man. I mean, this is 
you know, it's been good uh, seeing so many people in the industry and people you haven't seen in a couple of years. So, I mean, that alone uh, has been, been huge. It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, just getting us in a room to what I envisioned the podcast originally wanting to be is just, you know, sitting down somebody's porch or, you know, the back porch and drinking a few beers and talking about what we do, right, and help share the information out there. So um, I agree it's been good to see everybody and, I think there was a lot of good content today. We've got a group doing Family Feud next door, so I don't hear any cheering over there, but uh, maybe it might be a bust. Hopefully it's not. <laughs> they but can't get it running either. Yeah. <laughs> They're still sitting there trying to get it running. Well, I told her that if you know if she couldn't figure it out, that we yeah. just give everybody a free night. So they're, they're still waiting on Steve Harvey to show up. Uh, so. That's it. Well, there's a comedian coming, but not Steve Harvey. So. <laughs> Speaking of, I just want to double check. This is being re- you are recording this, right? Yes, I made sure that we are recording. Thank you, Chad. You got a bunch of free time. You could learn how to use this. When do I have free time? What are you talking about? Would anybody show up if Chad invited them, though? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> John, John would come. Well, that's all right. Podcast. All right, an every Friday podcast with Chad sounds like a new show. Jack, J-A-C. Joe and Erica Chad. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, we're, we're good to do that. So, Eric, good to see you up here. Um, just, you know, how's the year been? What was your closeout like? And, you know, are you guys going to be in a good – how are you setting up for um, next year? What's that looking like? Well, you know, I was a little disappointed. You know, I, I mean, all our TAA meetings, you know, I heard all the good things districts were doing uh, to bring their crews in for the summer, you know, including flag and stuff, you know, stuff you shared. And uh, we didn't do anything especially. We just, you know, uh, normally we have about 400 students at one school for summer school. And this year we have about 400 students at every school. Wow. Um, and I can't be more thankful to our crew who, you know, when I sat down and said, hey, I'm going to need you for the month of June, uh, probably about 98% of them. I had a couple that said, uh-uh, I don't want to be here. But about 98% of them said, hey, if that's what we need to do, we're, we'll be there. And, you know, and they, that means they're giving up their other summer work that they normally get. And, you know, so I and then I had to fight to continue them for the three weeks of July before in service. But, you know, I understand the other side of it, too. Right. I mean, these are unprecedented times. It's it, it's expensive. It's you know all those things. But I mean, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, it's hard when you're in a leadership role. You understand the budget. You understand all the money and all that. But in the same respect, I mean, this is really putting our staff out, you know, way out of the norm. And, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we're probably going to be tired come September, October. No doubt. You know, and um, then on top of that, we made a late decision. Well, at least we got uh, funded late uh, to change over our entire routing system and our uh, student tracking. And hopefully Zonar doesn't listen to this because I haven't told them yet. But um <laughs> I don't think that they do. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking I'm probably safe there. I'm not, and, I, you know, I've, I've had 18 good years with them. It's just, uh, you know, the V3 is sunsetting in February, right? Everybody knows that. And February of 2022, they're going to sunset that. And then they wanted money to change the V3 to the V4. And I get that. They shouldn't give it for free necessarily. But when I got, it's 500 and some odd dollars with no contract. 200 and something dollars with a three-year contract or a two-year contract and then 140 dollars if i do a five-year contract i don't think that's the right business with established customers we all have to change this equipment my equipment's working why am i having that price should be my price regardless is the way i feel so um and they weren't really up for talking about it too much so you know, the right thing to do is uh, take your business somewhere else. And uh, so we are, and I'll probably regret it for about three, four months during the Buyer's initiation. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm saying I expect a lot of issues, you know, coming out the gate like any system, you know. Um, but uh, I actually have talked to their tech team, you know, where we're going. And, and uh, I'm really excited that Jason – you know, over there, he just makes me feel like they want to make this work. Mm-hmm. So we are going to have problems. I anticipate that. But they're willing to use you to grow their product and listen, kind of like what, similar to what Josh did over with Synovia, Josh Higley did with right. Synovia. You know, they listened to their customer and they built based on recommendations, not what they think 
customers want rather than, oh, you guys, that, that makes a lot of sense. We want to do something like that. So did you, did you care in Zonar? Like when they're like, ah, we don't want to do that. Did you like, let me talk to the manager. I want to talk no. to the guy above you. Did you no, no, he just went, he just went shopping. Like, no, I, mean, I can tell you that, that put me out in the market. Right. Number one. Um, and I guess I could go beg them to do the right thing. Right. I could, I could go beg sure. for that. I, I wasn't in the mood for it, honestly. That's not their I, business model either. Like, when you look at what Synovia does in that they they have a subscription, so when they do sunset things, you get the next right. best thing that comes out, and I think that's what's really nice about their product is that it, it should be that way, right? Why should I have to eat up the $200,000 bill just because you're choosing to change your hardware over? That doesn't seem right to the customer. Well, and then let me say this, though. Let me go. I, I'm not that guy. Okay, I, I get that V3 needs to be sunsetted, right? I and mean, that time was going to come. My problem is, is if you can sell it to me for $140, then you sell it to me for $140. You know, you, you pay, like, I'm not asking them to gift me, you know, the equipment. I pay to the stay cost of the equipment. I pay the cost of the equipment and I continue being your customer. Don't make for, money off me. I mean, yes. I'm, you're already making money off me. Just do the right thing. I disagree. Right. I disagree. Well, you're a salesman. Oh, so, <laughs> wait a I minute. Mean, the salesman in the room, yeah. The, the salesman will disagree. And, and you know, when, when you, you, you brought up Synovia and, and um, you know, Eric, you're talking about changing hardware over and having to buy new hardware. And, um, you know, when we initially went out for bid on, on the student tracking products, we, we did like the Synovia model over the other models because we weren't buying the hardware and then eating right. the warranty after a year. You know, there's a year warranty yeah. to even two years if it's a long warranty on the hardware. And so for us, it was a, a big selling point was that, you know, you are leasing the equipment. You know, if it dies, you got to get a new piece of equipment. If I put it in another bus, I got to pay for the dang cables when I think, you know, yeah. I'm just moving a piece of hardware to another vehicle. Um, so I think there's kind of pluses and minuses on what we end up paying for. And, you know, like I said, for me that total cost of ownership over five years with Synovia was less than all of the other ones that we looked at because, and even including the, the purchase cost. Right. And um, with COVID, part of what happened with COVID is uh, Synovia actually came out with, they call it Bus Guardian. So they added a couple new reports and things like that. And if everything's working right, which, you know, it's technology, let's face it, doesn't always work, work right. But the... I, I can go pull a report that says, show me everybody who was on the bus with Johnny and for how long. And I mean, they came to me and said, here's what we've offered to other districts. This is what we're doing. We actually, by upgrading our hardware when we did, again, it's on lease. I'm not paying for the hardware itself, but they offered a significant reduction in cost for this year. It right. goes up a little bit for the next three years. Um, but those are the big things uh, with Synovia. Now, we wanted to talk about, I think, um, we don't want to say everything's perfect. Um, right, it's technology. Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, and so, you know, again, there's, there's salespeople in the room, but there's, there's also the realistic and reality of, of what it is. And so we want to help people understand, like, it's not all, always roses. It, they, there's probably some 99% success stories that are out there, but there's also some things that, Folks should be aware of so you know if you're looking at rfid cards versus barcodes or some other types of products that are out there and available because most of your student ridership options that are available do either rfid or barcode mm -hmm. so whether it's one product a product b product c they're all kind of doing that so you want you want to kind of talk about um what you should be looking for as far as you know just some maybe not necessarily red flags but just some some things that take a little bit deeper dive into i want to clear up some you said are you implying that salesmen aren't realists <laughs> no i'm implying that they sell their souls to the devil and yeah, you don't really care them. if it works you just want to get yeah. it sold well, yeah, yeah no i mean that's so i'm real about that I'm real okay about he's right by this yeah which is why why i buy buy birds and you know that's it's Oh. I, I can tell you why, but not on the air. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Anyways, Patrick. Oh, I'm kind of interested in why. I don't know if I want to wait. <laughs> so, so anyway, for for us, we we thought we wanted RFID, and we've continued to use the RFID, which 
Um, if you're not familiar with that, it's just kind of that proximity sensor. It's like the, you know, tap your credit card to pay kind of technology, um, you know, that they also sell the, here, protect your credit card from people walking behind you to skim you. It's basically but, uh, encrypted it, type data, correct? More or less. It's No, or it's a hexa, not. Is it a hexadecimal code? Is that what they call it? Yeah, there's a hexadecimal code, but, uh, you know, yeah, basically it's a. Hexadecimal code. Yeah. Dewey yeah. Decimal Code, I thought it was. But. <laughs> That's a library. Oh, but, okay. But basically, it's it's a serial number on the card that doesn't say anything about the student. Sure. It, it ties to the student on the back end in the software. Um, so we went with the RFID with the initial understanding, and this is where we talk about, you know, salespeople not completely understanding the product and saying, yeah, it'll do that. I want to, I'm, I'm not Tara's beating up on salespeople podcasts. Let's, let's move past that. That's a different show. <laughs> yeah, a different the beat up on sales guys podcast. So, so it, it, it's, it's all right, Chad. Uh, so what, what we were, <laughs> what, what we were initially told was that we would, we could get about a two foot read on these cards, which not I quite. thought, Probably more like six inches. Which is more like six <laughs> inches, right? Um, but a two-foot read means a kid can walk by and the card can be in their yeah, backpack. you don't want that. Yeah. I've already been there and done that. You don't want that. But they don't. it doesn't exist for this technology, not this reader at this price. So uh, that's kind of... But Eric, talk about why you don't want that. I mean, what, what, are, well, the, what are the disadvantages to having uh, a far read like that? You know, we, we literally had a pan when we started with Zonar maybe... 16 15 years ago student tracking my first you know go at it and the pan was about 12 by 12 and it read about three to five feet so the kid didn't i mean if you had it in your backpack it would read it i mean it was amazing the problem was kid comes up on the bus and goes hey um i gotta go get my little brother step on off on kid approaches the driver hey you know i'm gonna get off here you know it, they would approach it doesn't it recognize on, it off, as a single on, ride off, or, it, or on off right and we really found out um everybody's afraid of the little ones you know they're mm-hmm. like the little ones oh they're not gonna be dude the little ones they got it the most are amazing yeah they're, yeah, they're the ones that have the card it, they're the ones that have the card right. and they love scanning their card they'll scan it you know they love dude the little ones are great are you the district that calls them passports to education or is that tommy that is not me no well, why do you laugh <laughs> chad that's something tommy would say yeah. yeah i think i think tommy was they were calling them but i don't even think they're using it anymore just because they weren't yeah that's fine I don't think they were even using it anymore because they weren't getting enough district level support behind it. Kind of the no pass, no ride, um, or you know, really just how do we how do we reinstate lost cards and the whole nine yards? Right? We're not we're not going to make people pay for them because they can't afford it type of thing, right? You know, from that policy standpoint, you you can you can say all you want in a transportation department. We're going to do this. We are enforcing, you know, rides on the bus. And then as soon as you say, sorry, this student doesn't have a pass, they're not supposed to be on a bus, then you're in a meeting with your superintendent and no, all no, the principals. No, 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 you can make it work. What you do is everybody rides in the morning. Well, sure. You, gotta, you get the kids off the curb and get them You know in. what? But in the afternoon, they don't board my bus yeah, I got, without an ID. But if you, don't have a, if you don't have a school if you don't have school support doing that, what, yeah. air, what or, I'm saying, though, is that that's, I, I, I do that at the door, right? I'm I mean, saying, the school can come and yell all they want. Sure. But they're um, afraid of you. I mean, look at you. I'm just saying. A giant of a man. And but you know, they're, they're going to be like, oh, well, Eric says it. We're going to go ahead and do it. Well, the right. reality is, is if you don't enforce the cards, you're going to end up incurring a ton of expense, sure. too. Sure. I mean, that system, that enforcement is what's going to make that thing work. It's going to be a cheaper process, you know, and everything. I think you guys are going to find that, yes, your superintendent's got to get those naysayers and those ones that are on board and tell them, this is what we do at Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We are an ID district, and this is what we do. It's not a choice school by well, but school. But I think it has to also be written into board policy and procedure and right. make and sure that everybody's on board of what the expectations are so that parents can't come back and be like, well, Johnny didn't get a chance to ride this afternoon because he didn't have his badge, right? And it's 75 miles to home. Sure. That's the other thing. Well, yeah, that's you probably... Have a, you a, have a different scenario. Yeah. I, yeah. But, that, but you got to have a temporary you know id process then as well oh, but they right? can be scanned they can be manually signed onto the bus as long as they're on the roster so oh, you I have mean, tablets mm-hmm. okay you don't yeah. you're just scanning just the, i'll have them soon 
Yeah, finally getting tablets. I've so been is that going to be a tablet that, that drivers can take on and off the bus with them? You know, I, I, if you were finishing the thought, I mean, I'll go yeah, into my system. Let's yeah, let Patrick like, just yeah, finish yeah, up, Patrick and then finishes. I want to go touch on your on your, on the tablets and yeah. just kind of. Thank you for letting Patrick finish. No, I would. I, I'm a I'm a <laughs> gentleman. I I'm, I mean, I, I think Patrick giving, is middle of thought. Back his time. Go ahead, Patrick. I'm sorry. So, I, and you know, the the only drawback that we had, and and some of it actually um, has to do with creating that whole culture, right? It's not just about the technology. It's about you know, 70 drivers and aides saying, hey, you know, you need to have your bus pass in order to get on the bus. Um, and then there's that secondary piece. If the scanner doesn't work, you know, how does the driver log the student onto the bus, that kind of thing. Um, we did find that we had some technological issues that we're actually working through with the vendor um, where they would inexplicably stop working at about that 60-minute mark. So by the time you hit your second school in the afternoon, yeah. those students aren't scanning onto the bus, so you're tapping the, the tablet a lot. So and that's because of RFID, like the no, barcode. The scan, it sounds like the scanners. Right. In our case, it's the RFID scanner itself. Yeah, because where we piloted it and the barcodes, we didn't have any. I mean, granted, we were only doing one school, but that was the third school out of the route. So I don't know if it's just loading up on reading or, you know, just the. I, you don't have temperature issues up here. I mean, it gets a little warm, but not what we have down in the valleys. So. No, uh, but the but the second piece is is I think, and I you know I can't speak to all the vendors, but I I know that the primary use is that barcode scanner. That is probably ninety nine point nine five percent of their customer base. That's what they know. That's what works, right? Um, we wanted to do something different one because we thought we were going to get that bigger range that we didn't get but um you know we stuck with that technology because that's what we're using and we we've gone to um we were spending money on cards for all of the students so every student id was printed on that uh, we decided that it didn't make sense for the transportation department to be paying for cards for students who were never going to ride the bus so those student ids are student ids what i have is a bus pass so they have to sign up for the bus. So it's a little bit, you know, similar process to I'm sure how most of you guys are doing it. But um, actually requiring people to sign up for a bus is a little new for us. Um, so that's kind of. I think it's new for everybody. I mean, I don't know that. I'm sure there's some that, that um, you know, have been doing it for quite some time mm -hmm. and successful at it. But I think the, the notion of. Well, if you didn't sign up for the bus, you don't get a chance to ride. Yeah. And it's just one more step for parents rather than us just willy-nilly driving through the neighborhood and picking up anybody that's ready to ride the bus um if they're standing on the corner we'll take them mm -hmm. you know and and i think that there's there's definite benefits of loading you know if we're only talking about three thousand kids that ride the bus i'm just throwing a number out there versus six thousand eligible i mean think about what you can do with your routing your routing performance your you know all of a sudden i'm short 10 drivers can i compress routes to you know, give people more more work, make them forty hour employees, and pick up, you know, more kids in less time, and, and be well, able we, to do that. The other thing is, you know, if we think a little outside, we're all Arizona administrators, so that's kind of you know our focus. But there are places where, um, you know, there's some counties in Colorado that require you to pay for your ridership. We don't do that here because that you know that creates problems with our state funding. So those students, again, like Eric said. You pick them up in the morning, you take them to school. But if they don't have a pass in the afternoon, they don't get on the bus. And that's partly because they pay for their pass, whereas, you know, we have a different funding model here. See, so, I, was, I was actually hearing you say that. I was, I was thinking, why don't you guys do, like, the, uh, the the tap to pay thing in your bus, and all the kids can bring their phone, and they can have set up Google Pay or iPhone Pay, and they can just tap it to pay to get on, and you make money, and then they got to tap again to pay to get off. <laughs> So it's a dollar fifty to ride and a dollar fifty to get off the bus. So what if you don't have a dollar fifty to get off? You just ride forever, just in this infinite That's infinite a great loop. Idea, Chad, borrow some money for no have someone one. else tap for. Hey kid, give me your lunch money so I can get off the bus. However, the kids gotta get off the bus. You're a mean bus. You're a mean bus driver. That's not your problem. That's the kid's problem. Now, and I kind of I you know, and I, I appreciate the thought on that. It's just in in in. Down, I'm sorry, it, the, no, this. Well, I'm saying on, on that note, where I'm, wherever I'm at. You know, I want 
everybody that boards a bus is identified as being on that bus. Yes. Field trip, sports run. I, I mean, that's why all students have to have an ID. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we did it that way only because I told them nobody boards a bus that we don't track. You know, what if they, they only go on one field trip and, I mean, you expect them to keep their bus pass on their, in their backpack? No, it's their ID. Uh, well, they have to have an ID on campus so every your, day. So your elementary kids have to wear Their campus? ID. We're an ID school yeah, district, see, and that ID will get them on. In other words, we, we download every student into the system through SIS. We only have we have the bus riders, but we download you know every student so that when that kid scans on, as of today, it'll be different tomorrow, but as of today, then it'll match up that RFID to them in, you know, back in Synergy on the back end and, and put them as being on the bus. And you are using RFID for that? Today. Mm-hmm. I Wait, actually am new, going away. What's your new going to be? QR code. Oh. So they'll have on their phone or well, a card or... Right. What it, what it did is where, where we found trouble with the RFID thing, and, and again, I've been doing RFID for many, many years, I think it's going. You're going to find that your highest scan rate, like your positive scan rate, least amount of failures, is an RFID. So it's a great system to use in that mobile application. I think it's a great choice. But what I, I what I started thinking about was, you know, the big fight we're having is when the school makes a mistake or they don't put that RFID number into Synergy, and now I've got an unknown rider, unknown rider, unknown rider, unknown rider. And then someone gets lazy and goes, well, nobody's called me up on it. And you find that school, like, we have to go through an audit every so often and check and see who, you know, where our unknown riders are coming from. Well, in the new world, even your temporary bus pass, right, situation, kid doesn't have his pass at 3 o'clock, runs up to the office. They can print it on a piece of paper and scan that QR code. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to record that as a no ID scan. And then if the kid has three of those or whatever, then they can get a referral or whatever. We're working on all that, but... Without having to tie that RFID, you take that RFID number, you take that whole marriage process out of the equation. And so Synergy merely prints their student ID and a QR code. Right, yeah. And I think, I'm hoping it's going to be a better monster. I mean, like I said, I've been RFID forever, and I, and I, and I agree with that decision. It's just I think a cost of our cards are going to go down to a fraction of what we're paying for RFID number one. You know, so that alone offset the cost of buying the new system was what I'm going to save in our, you know, in cards alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. You know, I hope I don't regret it. You know, we are using an external reader because it reads a little better than the tablet's reader for QR code. So you get a little amplified read there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to work. You know. So, so is there a chance like you, a kid scans his QR code and you actually get like a restaurant menu? Or something instead of the kids' information. You could get a is that possible. You or your your agenda from TAA. Yeah, you know, yeah. could pop up. Yeah. Is that yeah. what that's on here for? Yes. You didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. That. Wow. It was it was tracking. I can't, it's, I can't figure out QR codes. Like I struggle with QR. That's why I just give me a cheeseburger. I don't know what your menu is. I don't know what this is. You can tell Chad's very coherent with with the process here. Thanks, Chad. You know when you upgrade from the flip phone, most smartphones. All you got to do we, is point the camera well, at it. But in, in I will say we did have some people come up and say, I don't have a smartphone. You know, can I get a printed agenda? I get it. There's not everybody has one. But that was when you talk about like just QR code in general, why we did that here was because how much paper it costs to print five pages or six pages of an agenda. Right. Why not just yeah. put it in a QR code? Everybody's got a smartphone. They can download it or give them the heads up. Hey, guess what? Uh, we're not going to be providing you agendas. So if you want one. Print one before you come, and you can have one when you get here. So, I just, I just did my QR code and it said delicious. No, it didn't, you liar. <laughs> oh, wait, it's 50% discount. Yeah. <laughs> down at the Filibertos. Take that and see if you can scan it. Oh, all right. Filibertos. Well, it's right down the street. So, <laughs> all right. So, anyways, um, so yeah. It does work. I just did it. It does work. Can you believe it? Can you believe that? Oh. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Go ahead. All right. So we're learning something new every day, right? Some people just learn a little bit faster than others. But uh, so, Eric, you're moving into to new tablets. Can you talk a little bit about just maybe just at a high level, like yeah. what your I guess what your expectation or what you what you hope your expectation is going to be? 
Well, you mentioned it earlier. You know, we're going with a company that doesn't have a large footprint right now. Um, and it, and I know there can be good and bad there, and I'm hoping it's only good, but I'm I'm expecting some bad. You know, I mean, um, you know, hope for the best and you know, plan for the worst or whatever. But one thing I really liked was right out of the gate with them. I'm talking to Jason, their actual head of their project team. You know, the guy that actually Not gets me. things done, right? Yeah, right. I was talking to Jason Wang Wong, talking to him, and I told him, I said, here was the thing. So their whole thing is that your your tablet is your GPS, right? Yeah. That doesn't work. You know, and I'm telling him, I said, what are you talking about, the tablet? So a bus is down at one of our many wonderful vendors, and they tell you it's up on a lift and being worked on, and you've never seen that thing move in the yard, right? Yep. Um, dude, you need to have that thing tracked 24-7, in my mind. Sure. In my opinion, if you know GPS and what it's capable, you want that bus track. Dispatch can look and see if a bus is in the yard. Mm-hmm. So right out of the gate, here they are saying, this is the way we do this business, right? We do this business this way. And <laughs> what is Chad doing now? Is he vaping? <laughs> Okay. Oh, all right. But I'm saying right out of right out of the gate, you know, I I told him I said, "What do you what do you mean if only the tablet? That means only if a driver's on there, do you you know, you're tracking the bus and sure. it's a bus could be at a vendor, it could be, you know, anything, right? I mean, the shop, you know, could be running it whatever. So that, that, I will add that when it does go down in the shop, oftentimes they disconnect the GPS, so it still doesn't help no. you. Mine do. I can tell you straight out, my vendors are told, if you disconnect my GPS and it doesn't need to be, I will never be back hello to somebody. And I know. He's still going there. I'm just telling you, hey, it saved me 20 grand. Sure. I had a vendor uh, blow the, uh, dust the top end of a motor in their care. I got my snapshot here. Here's the problem. You know, and then they drove it like 30 miles. And then all of a sudden I get a new call, you know, saying, hey, your whole top end's dusted. I said, that wasn't the original problem. What do you mean it's dusted? How does that happen? Uh, typically, if a mechanic leaves the bottom hose of the turbo off, that's how you dust an engine. That's the most common way. And I'm like, well, then you dusted my engine. And so I went, hey, you're, they're like, how do you know we drove it? I said, here you go. This is what I'm going to court with. So they rebuilt it. It was $20,000 rebuild top end. I mean, they they rebuilt it. Hey, I want to – so – on that note, we actually have a new system coming out with IC Bus that will tell you when your bus is going in the shop. It'll alert you via email. It'll alert you that your bus is going on test drive. It'll alert you your bus is being repaired. It'll alert you when your bus is done. So it's like the you, pizza so delivery thing. Yeah, yeah, my pizza's like, now it's in like the DoorDash oven. DoorDash for bus repairs. Yeah, my pizza's now in the <laughs> oven. My pizza's being John, carefully delivered. John just took your bus on a test drive. Absolutely. Yeah. John's back from the test room. Well, I like the transparency for sure. I mean, communication's but, key, man. But does that require does that require somebody to basically check that box and say, "Yes, now I'm oh. going on the test yeah, drive"? Yeah, of no, course. When they, when they, so when they do that, it, they, yeah, the service writer, whoever, I don't know how it works. I'm not a service, but somebody sends an email that your bus is going. Here. You didn't know how to read his QR code, Chad. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why we're talking well, to you about any of this technology. Either, I, don't, I don't know why Patrick thought if he asked that question, I would have an answer. I don't know I No idea. Somehow, I think it was just out of respect. I think. Let him know what's going on with their bus, and it's not me, Patrick. I'm not doing that at all. Well, I, I mean, I, I, the reason I asked the question is, you know, you said at all of these stages, but somebody kind of has to say it's at this stage, right? So. You know, in you know, in Eric's case, they didn't tell him it went on a test drive. They I, I, actually I tried believe to, it, I believe it's in a system, like when they enter the yeah. computer, but, but, you know, getting on a bus or beep, you know, beep, tap, beep, yeah, going on a test drive. And, yeah. But they have to do that part. I so. Yeah, but I think it's the expectation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, from a corporate level company that's you know selling. Well, it was a corporate level company who lied to me about. Well, true. Like that. You're, I mean, you're it's right. The same I mean, company. So I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess when you look at vendors here. Right, there's some smaller operations and some that are more what I would call corporate. So, right, um, and, and, and yeah. I'll I'll say you know kind of to your point with with Synovia, the um, the GPS is independent of the you know the the engine connections as far as you know they can unplug that all day long they, if they want. That's a separate. It's like a little unit. box, and then you have the tablet itself, right? 
Right. The tablet is basically just a display. There's, you know, there's a GPS antenna. It goes to an LMU, which is, in our case, we said, you know, we want them in the fuse panel because we don't want to have to pull out the, you know, the whole, the whole driver's side panel in order to see if the lights are on, you know, to say, hey, is the LMU working? Is it sure. not working? Um, we actually had to get kind of special permission to put them there. So they're on the outside bus in, the, in the fuse panel on the they're outside? They're in the fuse panel. So, you know, so when my guy who does three other jobs needs to go see, you know, is the antenna hooked up to the LMU? Sure. You can go, you know, pop that open and look at it, see if the right color lights are on. And, you know, they can disconnect the engine diagnostics cables. But it doesn't disable the GPS and our tracking capability. Well, and where where I was kind of going with that point though was, you know, this company that's the way they did their business was the tablet is the GPS, mm -hmm. and I said, "There's no way in hell I'll ever do business with you if that's the way you do your business." I got a call later that afternoon that they would put an independent GPS on every bus. Mm -hmm. And the tablet. Now, the first thing he said to me, though, was, understand, Eric, you're now going to see on your GUI or where you inter interface, right? You're going to see um, two marks for that asset if it has the, a tablet on board. Mm -hmm. And I go, no, I'm not. And he says, what do you mean? I said, no, I'm not. He goes, no, Eric, because you're going to have the GPS mark from the, the mounted GPS, and then you're going to have the, the, the tablet. I said, well, you're going to fix that, and you're going to write some script in there and say, hey, if you see this, only show one on mm -hmm. the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Override one from the other, or you're going to give me where I can turn that on or off. You know, I, I either give me the ability to turn that on or off or just filter that out. So and those guys. So demanding. He's a customer. This. If I ask you to do something, I mean, <laughs> and especially I would say at a, at a small business like print like this that he's talking about giving them an opportunity to grow and develop their product like why wouldn't you want to hear from your customer and, and go in and go well that makes sense they only want to see one thing on the map i don't need to see two things on a map i need to see my vehicle on the map but there's a difference between a suggestion like patrick would probably do and a demand that eric basically stated <laughs> well you you can call it a demand you can call it a demand but the bottom line is i am not going to purvey you if you don't do this and folks, I mean, just for the folks listening, we're just having a good time. We're not we're not ready to break out the boxing gloves in this room. Here's so. here's the reality of it, right? GPS companies like that can sell to new customers that have never had GPS in it, and they're mind blown. Mm -hmm. If you've had GPS for 12, 15 years, it's not a new product. You know what the capability of GPS is, and you know what you use it for, and it has to do certain things, or I need to go elsewhere. I, I love the idea of Synovia. I, I mean, I had them out, and after two hours, the guy goes, oh, what routing system do you have? We don't work with that. Mm, mm. And I was like, we probably should have let off with that question, you know, and I was a little no upset. Doubt. No doubt. So now um, the opportunity came up again to, to upgrade our routing system, our, our uh, field trip, uh, our student tracking, our um, cameras. So we're, we're, we're doing a very large... I mean, very large. We have just huge projects going so on. So will the will the tablets act as a like almost personal computer for the drivers? Yes. Like, can they check their email? Can they? Yes. Can they log uh, Medicaid reports? They could. They, they could clock in and out if you want to have them do that. And here's the other thing I found. Now, Patrick up here, it may be different, but down in the valley, when I went to the 2020s or the original tablets from Zonar, on a 115 degree day, they were just blacking out. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't function. So we chose to not power the tower. It's just going to be a stand. And I'll have two IT carts in the building. And they'll charge your tablets indoors, carry them out. I want them to bring them in and out every day and every evening. Um, that, that is one thing that I will say with the, the uh, product that you had. Like, that was a big yeah. deal. Like, the I'm heat down here would just kill, mm -hmm. you know, units left in the bus. And you'd probably maybe a couple years use out of them and then you're buying new stuff or yep. having to replace it, RMA it at cost or, you know, out of warranty. So, yeah. I mean, that, that was one thing that we struggled with at the district I used to work at. Um, we always had handheld units that were going down and had to, you know, 
Always, well, I always. can say that the old, uh, what it was it, the 2010s, I still got 2010s that are eight years old those, working like, great. Those, like, handheld, like, Yeah, that's just the yellow ones. one, you know, that looks yep. like, you know. I mean, I still have those eight years old, and they're working fine. It's the new stuff, their tablet, their original tablet, or the 2020, and now they have a different one. I've got both new ones, you know, on some of the new buses, and we're, we're just having a lot of trouble with them. And, and my thing is, is that, you know, like to Patrick's point is, you know, you know, you're going to have problems. It's how do they respond, right? Absolutely. I mean, if they want to see you up and running, they want to get that problem fixed. I can deal with some problems. Sure. You know, where Chad would just tell you, you know, that's your. Go to service. Deal with that's it. what he would yeah, say. Just deal with it. Not me. Go to service. That ain't my guy. That's your problem, buddy. I'm going to tell you. So, you know, I'm just hoping, um, you know, we're, we're zoner just kind of, to me, you know, when, when the recession hit and they had to go out and find commercial money or find a way to exist. And I am very glad they did. I think they found the profit margins were a little larger in that private world than they are in schools. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of them chose, I mean, I think they kind of changed their emphasis mm-hmm. and they lost some focus on the school business. And that's what I'm saying. If they wanted to fix these problems, I mean, you're my guy. Let's go fix yeah. the problem. But they, they're nowhere to be found. No, I mean, yeah. it's like, hello, you know, you can email. Yeah, I'm your guy. I'll help you. Yeah. Dude, but I, it, again, it, it's, I think it's. I they, love the product. Don't get me wrong. I've used it for no, years. No, and I, I, I agree. Like, they do it well, but I think that's where things fall short is that they get so big, so corporate level yeah. that you just become another number. Well, you know, and I'm afraid I. I I'm almost afraid that Synovia is going to go that route, and I'll just say it because they got acquired by CalAmp. Right. So mm-hmm. are they are they losing that mom and pop feel of I need a customer report or I'm having this problem? Oh, I'll be right out there, or I can connect with you right away, or do I have to wait for 48 hours for a phone call back? I don't know. Uh, I think Synovia. Know. I think they're they're at the stage of where remember not all of us are doing this. Not all of us track kids. Not all of us you know do this. Um, there's matter of fact, there's a small number that of us that do it. So I don't think that that field's too big where Sonovia is going to get too big too quick but it, necessarily. It could, it, it, I'm saying it, it could it, happen. It, it Look could how happen. long Zonar's been in the game, and you know down the road here, and now you're you're you feel that way that you, you've you're willing to sacrifice everything, all the work that you've put into for yeah. 15 years to go and find and start with a new product all over. From scratch, right to expand because, to that new yeah, customer just to base. get you to the next level, right? They know what they provide. They leave you at that level, and they this is what we do. We're not willing to, you know, to allocate resources to go and push the boundaries of what we think we could do or what our customers might want. So that's just the way that it goes. We have a question from the live audience. What do we got? Yeah, so the question is, um, any tablets or technology that's in the bus that could be removable, especially in the valley where it's a million degrees outside, would you recommend getting them in and out of the building? I would say yes if you have an opportunity to do that, but again, it's one more step for your staff to make sure that they're putting it in the docking station or making sure it's charged. Again, and what I'm really excited for, I'll say this, is that I think this is what student transportation is really missing, is giving them a phone or a tablet or something that becomes their personal device. They can check email. They're going to have they IT clock information. They They're going to have everything available yep, to Routing them information, that. bubble routing sheets. Routing changes, everything. Yep. That, the MIPS yep. forms or D, DSC now. Yep. You know, all those things we, we do now through their phones. We yep. ask them to do it with their phones. And, and so far, everybody's been yeah. Professional development, you want to take it to the next level. Professional development, all the HR, you know, videos that they got to watch, all that stuff. It's right there. It's not, oh, well, I don't have 10 computers or I got to send them to computer lab to do all this stuff. They can yeah. do it right then and there on their on their tablet at their, you know, on their bus. Well, and I also, driving, you know, also. what I'm working with them also is, you know, when we started, uh, you know, doing all the, uh, you know, like we're going to build a referral system through there. And make that electronic scan the kid's ID that fills out all the information. Click what the thing is. When you get a chance, you go in and fill it in. Do bus video requests. So, I mean, the, I, to me, it seems like the, the possibilities are endless, right? If, yeah. If they're willing to hear it out and go, yeah, let's do it, you know, that only allows them to grow exponentially at a real quick pace. We want to do it, and, you know, they want to do it with good quality, but – 
like when you think about just the way that software engineers work and just writing some code to give you this, like the possibility is there. You think about how an app is built, right? You go to the Play Store or yeah. Apple. What, is it, what do you call it? Well, Apple Chat Play Store. Why are, you, why are you asking Chat? Oh, Chad well, I really know. like you even more. I'm an Android guy too. So the Apple Play Store or the Google Play Store or whatever it's called, they go in and can download an app like that. I think especially if they play well with others, right? Mm -hmm. Here you're, you know, well, they don't work with this routing software. Well, they should, right? I think that only helps them grow that much more. Yeah. So they'll have tablets so they can get on check their personal email and all that? Well, I I would imagine they they could figure out how to check their personal email through the internet, but... Um, like their so work like, email will be on there, though. Like those restaurant menus I was talking about, those will likely be on there also. They will be on Filiberto's there. QR code, they can snap it. And, but but also think about this. You know, I assume they have pre-trip, post-trip, yep. so you can snap pictures. You know, if there's a dent on the bus or my tire's low or whatever, snap a picture, upload a work order. You know, off it goes to your mechanics. Wait, and they, wait. Is a driver ever going to take a picture of a dent? That they put in a bus and upload. They might if they have to, you know, or they didn't. They didn't put it there right at the beginning of the year. We asked them to go around do dents and dings, um, to, you know, to sign off saying I did not put this here. Okay, so that in that scenario, I see that. Happening. Yeah, or a rip seat in row eight. You know, they take a yeah. picture of it and submit the work order. Yeah, they've got a camera on hand. They've got a computer on hand. They've got their email on hand. They have all your softwares, your your DSC forms. You know, every, you know, DSC app. You know, you have all that on hand. And I, and I think that's a huge plus. And, and we just chose, after the experience with our other tablets, we just know there's times that it gets so hot, mm-hmm. they literally just blank out. Like, they just go gray. It's, it's a computer, you know. Yeah, and yeah, so I mean, like leaving your phone on the sun. Yeah. And so we chose, um, one, to, you know, the install will be a little easier because, you know, the tree or the, the holder, all we're going to power is the, uh, the reader. The external QR code reader, but we won't have to run power for the tablet or charger or anything like that. So it's just going to run on battery? We're going to charge in the house. Now, we'll have we've, – we've considered putting a charger if needed, if they need to take a cable longer run overnight, trip, whatever. Got it. So they just – basically yeah. a USB cable that would – I mean, are they just Android tablets? They're, they're uh, uh, what do you call them? Yeah, they're Android tablets, but they're uh, Samsung. Oh, okay. Samsung 2s. Which, I mean, awesome. Again, yeah. I mean, you know, because then product Samsung rolls out with a new tablet. I assume you just download their app or install yeah. their software, and voila, you got new hardware ready to go. You don't have to spend, yeah. you know, you can buy a tablet at Costco for 140 bucks or something like that. You're not in there. You're not into a specific product that only is proprietary to this company that you have to spend $300 on to go replace when they're ready to sunset it at will. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Again, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm my biggest skeptic. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I think I just screwed the pooch. But, you know, it's, it's one of those where it, just the timing was right. Um, I wish we would have done it a few months ago, but I couldn't get the district to fund it. Sure. I mean, June sixth. They say, hey, have this be for the beginning the of the year. Oof. We'll try and get an equipment is the other thing yeah. because the other thing you have is your. Uh, what do they call it? The OSO as sensors for your lights and your, your eight ways and your stop signs so that it makes the difference between a school bus stop and a, and a bus just stopping mm-hmm. via GPS, right? So you have a door sensor, a, a stop, stop arm, arm sensor. sensor, and an eight-way sensor. <clears throat> right. mm-hmm. um, you also can have a lift sensor. Um, that thing, they're expecting to be delayed, that box. There's a shortage of chips, and that may be delayed. We may not have that um, in time for a for August, but um, we should have everything else. We should have the tablets and the power, you know, everything powered and up. Um, it's just, I, I don't I don't think we're going to have that piece. Does your staff think you're crazy? Yes. They're like, what? <laughs> well, here's the thing. You, you know, I, I think any good administrator, what you have to do is you have to get buy-in, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. my whole support staff, they did all the demos. They did all, you know, so they did everything. they're selling it back to you or – or you said, here, I want you to see this. No, I made them sit through, and I made them tell me who they would like to work with and who they chose. The biggest thing about this software is much like um, App Garden was another one we were kind of fans of, we kind of liked. Um, within the dispatch piece, every time you make a change, so like if you add a stop or take a stop away or add a kid to a special needs or take it away, it says, do you want to contact? 
and it has the parent, the school administrator, and it gives you, you just check, 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 one message, boom, and it sends off a message to the driver, to the associate, to... So you think about all these things that your dispatcher used to be going in and out of, you know, out of, and then I got to remember to write an email and then they fat fingers and write the wrong route number, transpose numbers, and you have a miscommunication on time or you have a miscommunication on the router or the bus number. Now, right from the system, it says, okay, you made this change. Do you want to notify any of these people? Boom. Right so from there. It, it makes the, the chain or notifies everybody else on that route? Wherever you check off. So you can you can let the driver know. You can let the parent know. You can let the school can know. Can you let other parents know? So, like, let's say you have five kids on a sped route. You just add a six. You can could, you let the other five parents know they have a stop time change? I don't know that it uh, – well, obviously, we can add or delete to that message. You know, we could let everybody behind know. We could add them to the list. So – um, the dispatchers were kind of tickled about that. Now, I will say I wasn't a huge fan of their field trip process because, to me, a field trip product has to have the accounting piece in it and and your money owed report. Sure. Who owes me money? Yeah. And and listen, it may not be even when it's within your school. My biggest thing is to go into my field trip system and justify overtime, justify all these hours outside of two from transportation, right? And my system has to have that. And they didn't have that, and they they weren't sure they'd have it in time. So I I literally am using a separate field trip system. Uh, we're gonna go with Bus Hive. Um, we're gonna go with Bus Hive for our field trip. Bus Hive for our field trips, and then we're using that three D easy routing uh, for student tracking GPS and and uh, routing. But I'm hoping they're going to build out their system. You know, I mean, like I said, they're sitting and listening. I'm telling them, it's got to have this, it's got to have this, it's got to have this, or I can't do it. I mean, I don't want to take a step backwards. I mean, we want to go forward. Right. So I think our interface is probably not going to be as mature as like Zonar's was just so easy and so beautiful. I love their interface, you know, but, and some of the pre-done reports and everything, path reports and schedule reports and all that, but. I think this thing can grow there. I think this thing can get there. You know what I mean? I really do. And, and adding the tablets and having live information to the drivers was really important to me. I've wanted that for years and years and years. And I didn't think anybody was there. I didn't think it was worth the money, you know. And now we've got a few companies doing it, the Synovias and stuff that are doing it. And, you know, for them to be able to go in and look at a, uh, the information necessary to them on an IEP, let's say, that's good information for a driver to have, and they don't have that unless they carry a book around. Sure. And then they don't update their books, and then they don't, well, now you're pushing that out and updating every route, and whatever they yeah. sign in, it's up Boatloads of paper that's going out there. I mean, think about just yeah. your paper costs that you, you know, run through your department to print rights and lefts, and, you know, I don't think people think about all your office supply costs. They climb. I mean, yeah. pa yes, paper is sort of cheap, but still, is it environmentally friendly? Not necessarily. So, I mean... Well, it's to, just to, not the world today, right? I mean, sure. I mean, right. And I think it's really, you know, again, yes, we're in the 21st century. If you can have, uh, you know, literally watch your food drive from the restaurant to your house on an app, you should be able bus, to. Or your bus, right? Or your well, bus that, get th test driven. Right, right. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my kind of my point is like we're, you know, and, and again, I've, I've talked about this, right? In the 10 years that I've been in this, there's been exponential growth. You've been in this how long? Uh, just 18 and a half 18 years. and a half plus your trucking you know all the all the time yeah. that you did in 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 regular cdl trucking you know just watching everything grow so fast in 20 years 25 years you know yeah. that's i think that's really what's exciting and hopefully you know seeing more of these small kind of startups coming to market that they you know are are able to compete with some of the the big big vendors that are out there and give them a little bit of a run for their money well, and I'm going to say, like, you know, I appreciate, you know, to me, you know, the epiphany I had was uh, I was actually going down to speak at ASBO one year. I got asked to do a thing down there. And I was sitting out there. It was raining outside. And I get this notice on my thing that my shoes I had bought arrived on my porch. <laughs> and I went, oh, my shoes are there. And I'm all excited. I'm like, when I get home, my new shoes are going to be there. And I was really excited, right? And I'm and I just entered into school busing and I'm going, but we just open and shut the door. We don't know who's where, what's and there is no expectation until there's a problem, right? Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. 
the driver was supposed to know. And if it's a sub, the, the sub doesn't know everybody right, on there. And, right. and I and I just, I have wanted to track kids. I've been tracking them now for, you know, on the bus, not tracking kids. But, uh, you know, tracking uh, on the bus for, it's been, uh, gosh, uh, 10, 12, well, uh, it's been a long time now. I, I mean... Because it was I years think as before. long as I've known you, you've been, you know, doing the kind of the one of the pioneers in the valley, at least. Yeah, I think we were the, doing student ridership. So yeah, I was still mad because uh, what's his name over at uh, Pendergast? I had showed him oh, what I was Dean. looking at, and <laughs> Dean got his uh, PO before I did, yeah. so he was technically the first. <laughs> but he's not there. Anymore, and I'm like, so. man, you didn't do the work, Dean. Yeah, Come yeah. on, man, I did the work on this. So, yeah. but you know, I think the thing is, is that I think that in our world today, that level of accountability is absolutely necessary i don't know how people do it without this stuff without gps like how you know so many of our partners don't you know our peers don't have gps i mean gps alone i i can't even imagine not having having it on my fleet and then student tracking and then to this level and the amount of information we can get to the driver in their hands i mean i i just i'm so excited like i i can't even begin to tell you like i this is what it should be this is what we should do. We should bring this level of service. You know, we should bring this level of accountability. We should know. And I'm actually working with this company because I had a dream of taking this all the way home. There's something they add it to their computer. They stick it on their phone or whatever, you know, and they have a geofence at home. And when they enter their geofence, the parent not just gets the thing that they're off the stop, but they made it to the property. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and, and I believe it can happen. And like, somebody's going to take this ride with me. You know what I mean? And sure. I don't know. Maybe well, they have that. Nothing, I mean, they have what parent tracking apps, yeah. like kids, you know, Apple watches. And, you know, I think, I think that technology's out there, so I don't see why it couldn't happen, but I have a question for Patrick. What, what's your community, um, you know, the community response been from parents as you rolled out Synovia and, um, you know, have you had not necessarily negative, um, feedback from that but you know i mean are they like about time or you know do they do they want more are they are they left wanting more from what you guys have to offer well actually <clears throat> excuse me i i think um the thing i heard this year because we didn't really do that communication piece to say hey you know we are doing this this year and your student is checking on and off the bus is from the parents who had been actively using it in prior years they would send me emails saying, Hey, aren't you still using this? What, you know, why don't you have it? So the parents who like it really, really like it. Sure. Um, you know, the, the probably one of the more interesting pieces and I, because I haven't been requiring students to scan on and off as long as Eric has is I get those, um, how we put this, it, the, the people who have that expectation that there's a yellow bus and I can get on it because yeah. I'm a student and, and it doesn't matter where I want to go, whether it's that bus comes know, from my neighborhood, but it goes to the or, school district next door and right. I'm going to get on take it for a ride. And right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know if we've said this before, but I, I think I've got like 4,400 square miles in my district. Yeah. That's a lot of square miles. You know, we've got students that, that might go 80 miles home, right? We've had students, 80 miles away from where they were supposed to be. You know, if they're scanning on and off and the system says, hey, this isn't your bus, and the driver says, hey, this isn't your bus. Catch it before they make a 160-mile round trip. Right, right, right exactly, exactly. And, and you know, some of the buy-in, honestly, is from the school and from the school district. You know, there are there has been this expectation. We talked about this. There's a yellow bus that comes to your neighborhood. You can get on it. It goes to the school you're supposed to go to, that kind of thing. Um and, and with COVID especially, we want to be able to say, hey, who was on that bus? And, you know, as part of that process, we're like, okay, we're looking at district policy. Who's supposed to be on that bus? Who's allowed to ride that bus based on district policy? You know, in, in some of this process, we find where, you know, students might be catching a convenient ride. They go to a charter school, which we don't service, and we're not even allowed to track that student for funding purposes. But now we know that student doesn't belong in the bus. But then we, oh, well, you know, the younger kid rides the bus, so can't you just take my older kid too? <laughs> no. What, what's been your, um, I'm going to phrase this, did, were you, either of you met with your administration to say, we're going to give families an opportunity to opt out 
of student, you know, student tracking, student ridership on the bus? Were you, did they ask you to do that or are they pretty much a no pass, no ride? No, they're I, both shaking their heads. Yeah. Down. No, that's not an option. Well, and I'm you just ride, asking. You ride, that, you, you, I'm just saying from people's, I guess, people's fears of my kids being tracked. I shred all my mail. You know, the whole, every, all of that, right? I mean, there, there's people that really believe that, you know, again, Dude, it's, Big, Big it's Brother's watching. So it it's maybe a perceived a larger than a handful. You know, are no. you giving options to for people to, to opt No, out? you know what? My answer, as soon as I say, do you let your kid carry a phone? They can be tracked. Easier than this card, that RFID card. You got to read your, read it from six inches away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it does nothing. Sure. You know? Well, I mean, you let well, your kid. It's have, only carrying a number. A it's not. Yeah. It's not carrying the kid's address, their social security number. You know, I mean, everything that everybody thinks Big Brother is watching. It's not carrying that, right? Right. It's just, I, there's no identifiable information on that. Card other than ID not, number, there is online. Well, I mean, they, they, they know where to go. Pull off of it, sure. Um, you know. I'm I'm kind of reminded of this story from Texas where you you brought this up where where um, a, a family filed a lawsuit against the school basically saying hey you can't force me to use these RFID tags it's you know they they went into a First Amendment you know religious liberties it's the mark of the beast kind of thing but <laughs> I you know I never heard that from any of my parents or my district well I I just want to you know float that out there for the people because I know that. When we were just going into the pilot, we were giving parents an opportunity to opt out mm-hmm. of transportation or out opt out of the ridership piece. We didn't have anybody that took advantage of it, but that that's always kind of been that. Well, I don't want my kid tracked. I don't want my. Well, you're gonna want them tracked as soon as they didn't get on the right bus or get off right. of the wrong mm-hmm. the right stop, right? So it's all it all comes back full full circle. But I just wanted to ask that question. So what, what happened to the lawsuit? Like you just left us hanging. Like what? What came with the lawsuit? Oh, it, I I believe that the judge sided in in favor of of that young lady. Um, you know, it was a whole thing. I I want to say, if I recall correctly, that the school was required to stop tracking all students. You know, it backfired. Um, it, yeah, just it, it was which just is one disheartening, of the, right? Because we're but the it, whole I mean, reason it was, of doing it was this Texas, is, so you know, <laughs> the whole reason of doing this is student safety, right? Giving empowering the drivers, student safety, mm-hmm. empowering your parents to know where your kids are at. That's all we're trying to do, and I think that's the the big thing is that we have so many people that are like, "Well, I don't want you knowing where my kid goes." Well, I know well, where your kid goes. I take them where they go, and they get on the bus, they get off the bus, and you're the first person to yell at me when he didn't get off there got went home with a friend yeah but jason what i'm telling you is uh you know that was a big concern when i first did it many years ago and they were like what if the public doesn't accept this this and that and uh, dude it's not this day and age this is very normal ids are normal all that i mean no to scan onto an airplane to go fly somewhere yeah i'm just telling you that you're not going to run i mean you may maybe in your district you have that one family or you know <laughs> you have that cubby or whatever but yeah I mean, i'm just saying you may no but i'm telling you that's i know not, that i know that family yeah it's not an issue we're we're trying live to at do, the end of the 80 mile route we're trying to do this thing better than it's ever been done before sure. in my mind and if somebody doesn't agree with that, don't use the service. That's, I mean, that's literally my answer. If you don't agree with this, what your option is, you can opt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're in Texas, then you're in trouble. You well, Texas is actually one of the biggest scanning. I, I mean, they do use According IDs the, more than the, the lawsuit that Patrick. Well, that's one district. To Patrick? Yeah, I, I that's absolutely. One, that's that's one district. Just hit him in the head with this, with the microphone. It's, it's, it's yeah. one district. It's one district. All right, guys. Well, we're over an hour. Predictions, real quick, on the Suns game. Oh, I'm pulling for Suns tonight. Win. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna say yes. If Kyrie Irving isn't on the floor, I think our chances are only better. Uh, CP3 is gonna return and make us only better. I mean, we don't get worse unless we take an injury to yeah. Aiton or Booker or something. We'll see. You cross our fingers. Yeah, I'm. I'm pulling for the Suns, man. I, I think they can do it. I, I wasn't a believer, and a young man told me the Suns are running this thing. Yeah. He was a Denver fan. And uh, he said, the, sun, I, I, the sons are all I fear. And I was like, that's crazy. And, and exactly what he said. They might do it. Well, you get that Oklahoma City Thunder point guard in there. Makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Dude, you know you live here now, right? I mean, you don't live there anymore. <laughs> you, 
Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> I'm just glad his kid lives here. My right. jerky's closer. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, yeah. Well, we got uh, a couple more days up here in Flagstaff. I think tomorrow is supposed to be like 72 with a 50% chance of rain. So, yeah, it's going to be – I think our vendors are going to be a little wet out there. It's supposed to be raining during the bus showcase. Sorry, but, Chad. Uh, in the bus? Yeah, in the bus. That's cool. You brought your rain jacket? Oh, all right. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, He's checking in to the bus tonight. <laughs> honk when people come by and wave at him. With the windshield wipers going? <laughs> and he wonders why. Yeah. He wonders yeah. why. It's all good. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we need to sit down sometime. I'll, I'll give you some pointers on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even do it for a living, and I can tell you that's not going to work. Tell me, how to demand, like, tell me how to demand things from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you how you meet that demand, and that's how you sell things, right? Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I'm not leaving here until you, you buy this bus because that's what we're going to do. So just sign this paperwork. I know you don't want it. I know you don't want to. I know you disagree with me, but sign the paperwork. This bus is yours now. That's hey, basically are we are we almost cutting off like we're yeah, Chad no, no time? <laughs> Godzilla, baby. <King> Godzilla. <laughs> it's going to happen. Ooh. So, anyways, friends, thanks for uh, tuning in to another episode. Thanks to uh, everybody that uh, got a few guests out in the audience and uh, Patrick for staying a little bit late. Eric, Chad, as always, looking forward to seeing that crown tomorrow. And I'll be wearing it all day tomorrow. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, if you are up here at TA, well, we'll say hi to you because you won't hear this until we're gone. So thanks. Take care. Be safe. Enjoy your summer. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off. <laughs>